What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Everyday Eddie Podcast, where this is not a professional podcast, but this is a professional something. Yeah, yeah, I know. I said this episode would go up Sunday, but, you know, technical difficulties, and so I had to scrap it, and so I'm doing it now. Um, Man, y'all really... Hi, Brian. Making your usual appearance into the podcast. Y'all really just said uh, 2021. Nah, let's make it 2020 part two. Like, really? Y'all stormed the Capitol. And for what? Now half of y'all can't fly and you're getting arrested. What, what, what was the point? What good? What common sense did that do you? Nothing. So, you know, not one of y'all decided to grab an extra stimmy check? Really? Really? Use the capital and you don't even grab an extra stimmy check. Y'all make me sick. Sick. But anyway. Yeah, uh... Not sure how long this episode of the podcast is going to be because I have notes for Cobra Kai Season 3. Notes on notes on notes. But, uh, yeah, before we get into that, uh, let's talk about something else aside from the fact that y'all are stupid and stormed the goddamn Capitol building barely a week into 2021. Which, I hope all of you are having a good New Year's. Um, why is Caillou canceled? Can 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 we discuss that? Like, I was reading articles on this, and parents were happy because the kid was disrespectful. No shit, kid was like seven or eight. He doesn't know any better. Obviously, if you're that worried about Caillou teaching your kid to be disrespectful, you don't have a good enough grasp on being a parent. To discipline your own child. Like, what? I watch Caillou all the time, and I turned out fine. Kinda. We're not gonna discuss this. But either way, between those two things happening within a 24-hour time span, and don't even get me started on the Kanye, Kim Kardashian drama. Like, between all this stuff happening within, like, a 24- to 48-hour span... Y'all really just said we can't have nice things going into 2021. I really thought we were going to be better. I thought we were going to do better. But y'all decided to say fuck that. Y'all really decided to say fuck that. I'm sick. I'm so sick. Alright, so I've been... And this is probably mostly going to be a review episode. So. I've been watching a lot of TV and playing a lot of games. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about is going to be Doki Doki Literature Club. It is essentially a dating sim game. And out of 10 stars, I'd rate it about a 7. Uh, some, like, uh, not 7, 7.58. Um, it's a good game. It's very short. So you could probably sit down and play it for two hours, or two or three hours, and get through it. Um, but there is a warning at the beginning of the game where you should not play it if you have anxiety or suffer from depression. Uh, I was not. I don't think I suffer from either of those until I played the game, and it caused me to have mental breakdowns. Um, 
I was legit had to stop playing this game because I'd just randomly start crying because it just really fucks with your head. Like, it fucks with your head. Like, and I thought it was, like, a long game, but it's not. It is not a long game at all, unless you make it a long game. And, oof. That, I'll just leave it at it fucked with me, and I do not recommend playing it unless you are somewhat emotionally stable. Um, that's all I got on terms of games, because that thing has really come out, because... As we all know, it's the beginning of the year, and the beginning of the year is terrible for new games. Like, it, it's not even worth it. As far as anime, though, I've been watching Kurokoro's Basketball, which is phenomenal. It just got released on Netflix. Um, it's a very, it's a, like, in the name, it's a basketball-based anime. And can I just say, the English voice actors are perfect. Perfect. Like, so far, like, I'm almost done with it. I think I'm on, like, the second to last or last episode. And it is chef's kiss. Like, legit chef's kiss. Like, so the whole series is focused on uh, Kagami and his desire to face strong opponents on the basketball court. Um, and he is joined by Kuroko. Um, and Kuroko essentially wants to defeat his previous teammates from his middle school because he doesn't like the way that they played basketball. They played more for the glory. He plays more for the fun of it and wanting to endeavor to be an actual team. Um, so it's essentially Kuroko and Kagami teaming up with their upperclassmen to defeat, uh, Kuroko's former teammates who now go to different high schools, um, known as the Generation of Miracles because they all had different basketball abilities. Um, so like not super powers or unnatural abilities, but just like things that you would notice in a basketball player, but more fine-tuned into that one specific area. Um, it's a good show. Very evenly paced. Like, nothing's really slow. And even, like, when there's, like, a lull, it's not really a lull per se. Like, it still progresses the story very fluidly. Um, none of the characters seem one-dimensional like i haven't read the manga for this but a lot of the characters have been very um well fleshed out and very what's the word like side characters like you don't pay attention to them but when they're brought up you learn more about them and it's kind of like okay they're fleshed out like the side characters aren't just side characters that you're like, oh, they're there. Like, you actually, like, pay attention, especially because they are teammates. Um, I think after this, I'm going to start Attack on Titan Season 4. Or Haikyuu, which is a volleyball anime. Um, I haven't really been in a fully, like, oh, let me sit down and watch anime-type mood. But this has been very 
different. Like I'm really have been into this. Um aside from that, I've been reading manga. I don't remember if I talked about Ice Shield 21, but it's a very good football manga. Um it delves into Senna, who is a very fast person, but is used to being bullied and is very not confident. So he essentially gets bullied into joining the football team and he discovers his own passion for the sport. Um, but because he doesn't want anyone to know who he is, he wears a colored eye shield um, with the Super Bowl basically around the corner. And also shout out to my friends who are Bills fans because the Bills are doing really well. Uh, but I would highly suggest picking it up. Uh, it is essentially just it's not like super long like that's what I like about it there's also an anime but unless you like reading subtitles I wouldn't suggest it um, but it is very how do you say This one, it feels very similar to Kurokuro Basketball, where, like, each individual character and their goals are fleshed out. Um, so the side characters that are teammates, the teammates that are side characters, rather, don't feel like they're just side characters. But it is, I feel like, a lot... Well, because I'm reading the manga, it's more time to, like, build. So, like, when they slow the pacing down, that's where you really get to know and see each character shine. Um, sorry. I also started reading a manga called, uh, uh, what's the name? Kanojo Okarishimimasu. Okay, what's the English for this? Hold on, give me two seconds. It's weird. What's the English name? Rent a girlfriend. Ha! I should remember that. Where this dude, in order to, because he just got broken up with, doesn't want to seem like a loser, rents a girlfriend to feel good about himself, and then accidentally runs into her at the hospital. So he ends up telling his grandmother that that's his girlfriend, and it's just been like a series of hijinks. I'm not very far into the manga. I'm. I think there's a show. I want to try and find it because it is <laughs> it is kind of cringe, but it's also kind of funny. And it's it's weird because lately I've been into like the hijinks of manga compared to like watching the anime for it. But this one, I feel like I would definitely enjoy the anime a lot more, just because they tend. So the main difference between anime and manga is that manga just goes, goes, goes. Anime, they take time, they stop, they give you quote-unquote filler episodes, which are episodes that don't really do anything to progress the plot, but they're there so you can kind of relate to the characters more, or like they can expand on characters. And I feel like this one is definitely 
more of a because it's a slice of life there aren't too many fillers like the fillers actually help progress the plot but like i feel like i would learn more about certain characters because so far some of the characters don't really feel like i'm not really relating to some of them um which is it's mostly the side characters and i think um, i've been spoiled because uh in one of the most popular uh manga and anime to date uh my hero academia uh hiroki she um has been fleshing out so many of the side characters so like you know the names and the abilities of most of his side characters but also like they're not that important except for like the main class so like there's equal shine on a lot of characters that you wouldn't expect whereas like so now going back it's like okay well how are you fleshing out these side characters or these side characters so for me like that's been my biggest gripe and why i can't get into some shows lately is because i like knowing about some of the side characters and if i don't like if you show me a side character and then don't explain anything about them, it's just like, hey, you're a side character. It's just like, okay, well, fuck. I like that side character. Tell me more. But if you don't tell me more, then it's just like, okay, well, this is kind of... But it's time for me to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. All right. The real reason why this is a review episode. Cobra Kai Season 3. Warning, there will be spoilers. If you have not watched Cobra Kai Season 3, skip ahead. I don't know how long. I don't know how far. But skip ahead. This is your only warning. To be safe, I would say about 30 minutes. No, I'm kidding. Probably like 15 minutes. Um, Well, the last five minutes of the podcast is going to be me saying goodbye anyway. So probably like around there. Skip to the last five minutes of the podcast. Anyway, Cobra Kai Season 3 review. Uh, Non-spoiler, this is... I would give it an 8.5 or 9 out of 10. Um, It was a good season. It really progressed the story. But at times, it did feel more like a greatest hits of the Karate Kid movies rather than its own story. Uh, That's not necessarily like a bad thing, but when you're coming from YouTube and each season not only built off each other, but progressed its own story with casual nods um this kind of felt like you could tell this was no longer a youtube production but a netflix production but considering that i believe season three was already filmed or partially filmed and this or the scripts were already written and then it got shopped from YouTube to somewhere else, and Netflix ended up picking up. 
I can't say that it's completely Netflix, but I can't say that it's also completely YouTube because I don't know what the inner workings of this were. That being said, here are my uh, thoughts on season three. Um, I'm going to go over my pros first. Um, and then I'm going to go over my cons, which my cons were really just me. Like I've watched this twice through, uh, first time just to enjoy it. Second time to like look at it and see what I really didn't like. And there wasn't much that I didn't like. So this is really me nitpicking, um, when I get to my cons and then overall, I'm probably going to end up watching a third time because, you know, I, you watch the season by itself twice, and then, you know, you always got to watch season one to three just so you can see overarching how it fits. But as its own season, 8.5 to 9 out of 10. So my pros. The parallel of characters going back to, like, previous seasons. Um, so, the season starts off, Miguel's in his coma, they're trying to find Robbie, basically the aftermath of the season two school fight, which, phenomenal choreography, I don't know how that's gonna be topped. Oh, wait, I do! Anyway, um, eventually Miguel wakes up, and he's learning how to walk and essentially be the person that he was before. Um, Robbie goes to jail. He feels betrayed because, uh, it was Danny LaRusso that found him and then also had the cops take him so he would get a leaner sentence, but he didn't understand that. He just saw it as him being betrayed because it just kind of happened. He didn't really get to talk. Um, he goes to jail you know, Johnny tries to be there for him. Of course, they butt heads. Um, he doesn't want to see Danny. And then Crease shows up. And Crease kind of talks to him. And they kind of bond, quote-unquote, I want to say. Um, so eventually, Robbie gets out of juvie. Miguel's, you know, walking around. He runs into Samantha. They're kind of rekindling the friendship. Because Miguel has since learned that Cobra Kai has just been complete jackasses and then hawk ended up breaking dimitri's arm and in an effort to show that he wasn't weak and he can kind of pull a a sasuke and destroy his bonds with his former friend um so robbie ends up seeing Miguel hanging out with Samantha and it's they're kind of in like a compromised position where he was just like kind of they were going slow with like karate drills um and he ended up grabbing her in a way but she so like she was in his arms and she had his arm around his neck and they were staring at each other which, and Robbie got upset, 
which kind of mirrors Miguel in season one, seeing Samantha and Robbie coming down to the beach together. But Miguel hadn't been able to talk to Samantha all day, so he figured that she was cheating on him, which is what Robbie thought when he ran into them. So it was cool to see like them swap positions, so now it's like Miguel kind of being like, okay, now this isn't what you think it is. Like, we were just being friends, and Robbie being like, yeah, I don't like you because... Sam and Miguel had shared a kiss before the giant brawl in the school in season two. Anyway, so, like, the parallels of, like, Robbie and Miguel essentially switching and becoming what the other saw them as, like, which parallels back to, like, Johnny and Danny LaRusso in the first movie, where it's just, like, Johnny saw Danny LaRusso as like a guy who kept asking to get his ass beat and LaRusso saw Johnny as Cobra Kai's number one bad boy who was just an asshole and a bully. So I thought that was really cool. Um, The fact that they got Allie uh, Mills from the Cobra Kai or from the Karate Kid movie, to show up in Cobra Kai. I thought that was cool, and she offered a very good perspective into kind of like the psychosis and thought process behind how Johnny Lawrence and Danny LaRusso view each other. Um, which, honestly, this... Which I'll get back to this because it's her perspective ties into something that i annoy like her perspective was great and i'm glad that it happened but eh it was eh like i don't get me wrong like her perspective was very much needed and it came at a very crucial point in the story but the reason why it happened and if it didn't work this time it I, I just okay so another pro no Aisha um, Aisha was the second student of Johnny Lawrence to join Cobra Kai and honestly aside from the fact that she was bullied after the first story arc she just kind of wasn't after season one she really wasn't needed um, she was fairly decent at karate, but even in her fight scenes, it seemed like it was less karate and more of her brawling. And she was kind of there in season two just to introduce Tori, which. Okay, cool. Like she was there as like. Not introduce Tori, but she was there to like get Tori like she was the reason for Tori and Sam to interact so they can become rivals aside from that Aisha wasn't really needed and her storyline kind of just capped in season one where shortly after joining Cobra Kai she gave a girl a front wedgie um, next kind of goes hand in hand the storytelling and the pacing um 
that was just phenomenal. Like, it didn't go slow. Like, everything kind of happened. Uh, For context, Season 3 happens about two weeks after the end of Season 2. Or it starts two weeks after Season 2. So it was kind of good. Or not good, but like the pacing that they kept was like, all right, we're going to go. And it wasn't like season one where everything was like a slow-ish build. And it wasn't like season two where everything was like a really slow build, but a needed slow build. Like this is just like, all right. We've already established and built everything that we've wanted. Now we're ramping this up. And they kept ramping and ramping and ramping. And like, when it did slow its pacing, it was just like, it was necessary. Because without that slowing down of things, the pacing just kind of. It just would have escalated too much too soon. So it was just properly paced. It wasn't like, and this is my biggest gripe, the reason why I don't like Daredevil is because it started off so high and then it slowed down. And then by the time like it got to the end, the pace had slowed down so much that you just couldn't get it back again. Like, I was not hyped. Like, and getting into season, like, I couldn't even get into season two because season one just felt like a drag to me. Whereas with Cobra Kai, it's like, okay, we slow build, slow build, okay, ramping it up, ramping it up, ramping it up. By the time the series ends, full force. Then when they bring you back into the next season, it's just like, okay, we're continuing where we left off, slow build, slow build, slow build. Speed up, speed up, speed up, ramp off. This one felt like, alright, slow build, slow build, ramp, slow, ramp, 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 boom! Like, it really just, oh, it was, like, just beautifully paced. And then the storytelling, like, each character's arc was just beautiful. And by the end of season three, it felt like the arc for that season had wrapped, but there was still more to learn. Um, another pro, which is kind of why I said this was a pro, was um, Johnny's TV is probably like <laughs> the biggest running joke that this man cannot keep a TV. That to me is just a pro. Um, but it also kind of annoys me because it's shown that Johnny doesn't really have money. So where does he keep getting TVs from? Especially in season three when he's not really the sensei at the dojo anymore. So it's just like weird. Like granted, I'd like to think he's smart and it's just like, oh yeah, I put money aside. But it's Johnny. You kind of see that like he's not that smart. Um, The Easter eggs. I love, love, love the Easter eggs that go on, which is really cool. 
um, like going back to like either Karate Kid two or Karate Kid three, um, or even Karate Kid one. Like it's all very well done and well told. Um, and also Kreese's backstory. Um, I have mixed feelings about this, but it is a pro because it is cool to see where he came from as like this character that was so before one dimensional. Now that he's in this quote unquote TV universe, how does he fit in now? Um, so those are my pros. Um, my cons. Oh, another pro. I think the characters that shine the most are the mobs. Like, the child mobs that they have um, in all the fight scenes. Because it's always, like, the side characters who have, like, the most expression and, like, just... They sell everything about, like, the different fight scenes to me. Um, so I really enjoy that. Um, so my cons to season three. I was fine with Kreese being one-dimensional. Do I enjoy the fact that we are getting his backstory? Yes. But his backstory leads me to believe that they want you, on some level, to sympathize with Kreese. No, I don't want to sympathize with Kreese. Um, it also doesn't help because they're using his veteran status, which leads me to believe that he may eventually have a change of heart going into se- or sometime in Season 4. Um, because they could say, like, oh, because he was in war, you know, he suffers from PTSD and using his PTSD as a reason for why he acts the way he acts. Yes and no. It's a very touchy subject, and I'm afraid that they're going to do it wrong. And if they do it wrong, it's really going to change the landscape of how Cobra Kai operates. Um, so that's how come I am better with him being one dimensional and him being just like the bad guy. But I feel like they should have changed some things. Um, the way they got you to sympathize with him is him being kind of like homeless in season two, um, which made you feel bad for him. It's like, okay, maybe he can be redeemed. They've already showed that he can't be redeemed. So why are you trying to make me feel bad for him? I feel like his backstory would have been better placed throughout season two. Um, Allie was the person who did Miguel's surgery, which was why she was in town. Um, so there was, she ended up going on a quote unquote date slash hangout with Johnny. Um, how did it not mention why she was in town? Um, why like the fact that she did Miguel's surgery or even the fact that they she was in the hospital and he looked at her she literally went to go talk to Miguel's mom there's no mention of that connection at all and the fact that they didn't recognize each other I find that hard to believe like he straight up looked at her um I don't like Hawk having turned back into a nice guy. Like, as I mentioned before, um, he broke his former best friend's arm. 
And while you can see he looked conflicted about doing it and conflicted about a lot of the things that Kreese was saying, I feel like his turn would have been better off later on. Um, even if he kind of like turned during this fight and was more like a double agent under Kreese, so that way he could tell Johnny what was going on with Kreese. But I feel like he had more of an irredeemable arc um to him that i feel like it should have taken more than him saving dimitri for him to be like oh yeah i fucked up like i feel like it should be more of a i fucked up let me make amends kind of thing um tori okay so my big thing is that miguel eventually after running into the hospital runs into tori and she says something that Chris mentioned that when one of us gets hurt, we all get hurt. And Miguel was like, no, I'm the one in the wheelchair. Not you guys like that. That's bullshit. Like if anyone should be upset, it's me. Why are you guys acting out? I feel like that shows a lot of growth on Miguel's part. But it also like, how does Tori not see that she's being completely unsympathetic to Miguel in any way, shape, or form. Like, she's like, yeah, I feel bad. I feel like I started the fight. That caused you to be like this. And Miguel's like, yeah, you kind of, you did start the fight. Like, why didn't you just come and talk to me? And she's just like, because she had to pay. Like, no, like, what? You are a high school female. You should be smarter than this. Like, you should have seen where you go wrong. And then that also ties into Robbie feeling like, oh, I did what I had to do. Like, dude, what? You you kick someone off a railing. You don't think you should have been punished for that? Like, what? Like, Robbie and them not realizing that they did anything wrong. Um, I feel like there were too many flashbacks. Um, well, in previous seasons, they utilized flashbacks to the movies. I feel like this had too many flashbacks to previous seasons and things that happened. Like, yes, I get it. A lot of the characters are going to be traumatized at this point and suffer from anxiety and PTSD. However, I feel like throwing in the flashbacks, it helps, but it hurts. Um, especially when you're trying to give a show its own identity, relying too heavily on something like that can be detrimental to what you're trying to come across because like I said this season felt more like a greatest hits so they were kind of like trying to weigh too heavy on the nostalgia rather than uh, just letting people kind of accept the story for what it was and this is what it is now um no Aisha, while that was a pro, it was kind of a con because they were just like, oh yeah, her parents transferred her. I feel like this was a crucial season to have Aisha because she never really showed an alignment with Kreese, but she also didn't show that like she was with Johnny, so it would have been cool to see like where she stands in comparison to like the rest of the Cobra Kai kids. Um Johnny repeatedly making the same mistakes with Robbie. He was supposed to go visit Robbie in jail. Ended up missing out because Miguel's family wanted him to pray with them because they saw he was making amends to be for like his 
child's actions. It kind of just feels like every time Robbie and Johnny are about to get close, something happens. And it's usually on Johnny's part. But I kind of hate how it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I get that Robbie doesn't trust his dad. So, like, when he doesn't show up, it hurts more than if they had a better relationship. But at the same time, I feel like they're writing Johnny out just to be a bad dad. And they're not really showing that Robbie, and they're also showing that Robbie isn't really acknowledging the fact that Johnny is trying. So that just kind of bugs me a little bit. Um, Johnny and Daniel. Okay, so throughout the season, season one, season two, and season three, they have individual scenes where Johnny and Danny bond. And it seems like they're going to be friends, and their rivalry can go back to being, and then the like, just, oh, hey, we were dumb kids. And then something happens that sets them off again, and they're back at each other's throats. That's why I said, um... The Allie Mills thing is cool because we needed her perspective. Because if this doesn't work, I am tired of seeing it. Which I know season four, they're on the same page. They want to defeat Crease. They're going to butt heads. Because as Allie says it, they see a lot of each other, a lot of themselves in each other, and they don't really like what they see sometimes. Which makes sense. But at the same time, if I get one more sequence of these guys broing out, just for it to be ruined in the same episode or a couple episodes later, I'm going to pull my hair out. Like, this needs, this perspective needs to be the last time that it happens. Yes, they can butt heads, but I feel like they need to talk more things out than fight it out. Um, also, everyone attacking Miguel just kind of bothers me. It's like everyone's aware that he has strategy. Everyone's aware that he's slowly getting back into karate. Um, but the giant fight scene at the end, people are more than willing to fight Miguel. And it's just like, what? Guys, what? You guys literally complain and feel bad about how Miguel ended up in his own in this situation. And then you guys go on and attack him. For what? For what? Like, there's no reason to be attacking Miguel. There's no reason. Like, it absolutely makes no sense. No sense at all. Um, And then the teachers just giving out one-sided punishments just really didn't make sense to me. Like, every time Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai, which were the two boring dojos, which I probably should have mentioned, um, got into an altercation, the teacher always was just like, yeah, I heard one side of the story. Those guys are good to go. You guys are in trouble. It's just like, what? Usually, like, a teacher would hear both sides and then split the punishment down the middle. Especially if they couldn't tell, like, who instigated. But, like, you're telling me Cobra Kai had a student instigate a fight. I mean, it's not as bad as kicking a kid off a railing, but they instigated the huge school fight at the beginning of the year and you're just gonna not punish them and assume that they are innocent? I'm sorry, what? But that was essentially like my pros and cons to the season. Um, I Like I said, my cons were really me nitpicking, whereas my pros, like, God, I... 
I loved it. Like, I loved the season. Um, my cons were more n- me nitpicking. More so about Crease than anything. Like, Crease was just my major... This is like that's the one big problem that I have. Everything else was just like little, little nitpicks. Um, but I think I will. I have a list of things that I want to see and talk about. Um, but I will hold on to that for the next episode because I feel like this is already going to be long with me talking about. Cobra Kai, because Cobra Kai, honest to God, Cobra Kai is one of my favorite shows. If you have not watched Cobra Kai, then you should. Cobra Kai is amazing. It is properly written, and as far as like shows coming back as or movies coming back as shows and being revived, this one really just takes the cake. It is phenomenal. Alright guys, that is it um, for the Everyday Eddie podcast. Uh, like I said, not a professional podcast, but it is a professional something. Um, I know I said the podcast is going to be bi-weekly. Um, because of the issues that I had, I will still be putting up an episode next week. Um, sneak peek, probably going to continue talking about Cobra Kai a little bit more. Just things that I'm expecting for next season and things that I... noticed um just speculations things that i noticed um that could be potentially addressed in season four of cobra kai um i will be streaming uh a couple times this week um you can go to twitch.tv backslash golden dawn q and follow me for notifications for when i plan to go live um, most likely I will be playing Fall Guys with the boys, and maybe some episodes, uh, some streams of Dragon Ball Fighters because I've been really putting in time and work, and eventually I do want to enter, um, some fighting games, uh, tournaments, because that is my goal this year, is to eventually enter an FGC tournament, uh, a tournament in the FGC, rather. Uh, I have other goals uh, that'll also be on next week's podcast. So let me write that down. Goals for the new year. I'll get into that. Cobra Kai season four. Um, so that's a little sneak peek um, of some topics that'll probably get covered. Man, I... I I really just want y'all to be safe this year because 2021 is it's really just 2020 DLC but I think I think the first couple months are going to be tricky I mean we're already halfway through January but you know February and March I feel like are going to be a a stifling couple months where everyone's adjusting and everyone's going to be on edge, but I feel like we're going to be able to get through this. Um, We're really going to be able to get through this. But for now, love and peace to you all. 
Um, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, I'll catch you on the flip.